Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Fearlessly Kind podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about five ways for you to promote your program, your workshop, your business, your school summits, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm going to share with you five different avenues that I've personally used to help get the word out, spread the word, um, get your bookings, get people signing up. And I was just having a conversation with somebody interested in the Fearlessly Kind certification program this past week. And we were talking about different ways to promote your program that don't include social media. Because I know that's not everyone's thing. That's not everyone's jam. I get it. Being consistent on social media is difficult. Putting yourself out there is difficult. Speaking on camera can be difficult. And it's something that I'm continuing to work on to keep putting myself out there. Like I've said on other podcasts, I have truly no issue getting up in front of a room of a thousand people or on a live stream with over 10,000 people and doing what I do. But when it comes to showing up on Instagram live or Instagram stories. I just, I freeze, I feel weird, I overthink it. So this is for you. If you have something to promote, you want to start spreading the word on something and social media isn't your thing. I do cover social media on one of the tips because I do think it is an important avenue, but I'm also sharing four other ones that are great, great for beginners, great for somebody who's maybe been at this a while and just wants to really spread the word, get some signups, get some people registering. So without further ado, I am going to dive into the top five tips that I have personally used to promote my programs and events. Hi, and welcome to the Fearlessly Kind podcast, all about creating a kinder girl world. My name is Kate Whitfield, and I am the founder and CEO of Fearlessly Girl, speaker, author, and girls empowerment expert. Each week, join me and our incredible Fearlessly Kind facilitators as we share our tips and strategies to raise and educate strong, empowered young women and lead by example as we inspire a generation of girls to be kinder to themselves and each other. Okay, my friends, tip number one, this is where I recommend everybody start because it is such an underappreciated avenue to spread the word and make connections and get people to sign up and register. And that is to start with your existing network. Okay, so so many times we think we have to build this massive social media following. We need a thousand people on our email list. We need to start from scratch, finding all of these new people. And like, that's definitely part of the journey, right? But in order to just get started, I always say to everybody, start where you're at and start with what you have. So you will never hear me recommend going out and buying all new equipment for anything. You will never hear me recommend, you know, a $10,000 a month ad spend to get in front of your ideal person and customers. I believe those things, if that is part of your kind of your business plan and your strategy, those things grow with you. Okay. And I definitely believe in reinvesting into your business as you grow. But if you're just starting out, there is no reason for you to invest a ton of money unless you have it. And it's great if you do. Um, 
But if that's not your reality or not something you want to do and you kind of want to test the market before investing in, start with where you are and start with what you have. So take stock of what kind of networks you're a part of, what kind of communities you are a part of. If you have an existing Facebook page, start there, right? Maybe it's friends from high school, maybe it's colleagues, maybe it's relatives, but starting there and and don't underestimate the power of the network you already have, right? And if you share your journey and you ask for help, like people love a call to action. People love knowing what to do. So if you post about your new workshop or your new event and you're just like, I'm so excited about this and that's it, like nobody knows what to do with that. So if you have an existing LinkedIn page, Facebook page, Twitter account, something that you're reasonably active on where people know you, they like you, they trust you, whether it has anything to do with the business, the program you're launching or not, start there and give people a juicy call to action. Like let people in behind the scenes, like, hey, I'm working on this. This is my passion. I am finally taking action on making this workshop series a reality. I am so excited. Please help me spread the word, right? Please share this post. Please tag three people in the comments that you think might benefit from this. So this is a totally free, easy way to get the word out. And more often than not, you'll find people love to help you especially if you're vulnerable, especially if you're sharing behind the scenes and you're talking about why you're doing this, like what's going on in Girl World? Why do you want to help? What does your program do? What does what problem does your program solve? And to ask for help, like I'm just getting started. And I know this can be a vulnerable thing to do, right? But don't underestimate the fact that you have people in your network, people who are seeing your posts that want to help you, okay? So give them a juicy call to action. Please share this post on your page. Please tag three people, five people, 10 people that you think would benefit from this. And you will be so surprised to see the traction that that starts to get you. And I've seen some of our facilitators start running their programs, their workshops with just this tactic using just their existing social media pages. And you can even go out from there if you think about what kind of professional networks am I a part of? So many people who are entering the fearlessly kind world right now have some kind of background already in education, in girls programming, in events, in coaching. So look at the look at the networks that you're a part of professionally speaking, like maybe you're a part of some teacher programs, educator programs, um, or organizations, maybe guidance counseling. Like there's so many different professional organizations that you might already be a part of. And if you're not, think about which ones make sense for you to join and to become active in and use that, use what is already available to you. And the same can be said for Facebook groups. And I know that there's like, you know, a love-hate relationship with Facebook groups on either side. Like some of them are just too promotion heavy. Some don't allow, allow any promotion whatsoever. And I'm not saying join a bunch of Facebook groups that are, you know, filled with your target audience, your target market, and just like spam promote them that's not that's not the vibe that rarely goes over well but if you become a part of these communities and you consistently add value to the members like if people are asking questions and you dive in with really great answers really great help 
you're going to start to get a following based on the people that you're connecting with and helping within those groups. So the point of joining these groups isn't to go in and spam them with your programs and events, unless of course there are different groups that you can join that allow that and that encourage that, or maybe they have one day a week or a month that are kind of open posts for promotions, definitely take advantage of that. But to really kind of start to build a community and to have people like you, know you, trust you, then eventually buy from you or register for your upcoming event or join your your own private Facebook group, add value, okay? So dive in there, you're having your coffee in the morning, spend five minutes, 10 minutes, replying to people, connecting with people, cheering people on, giving great advice, giving great tips, sharing your stories and experiences. And again, that's a free way for you to start getting known in this space as somebody who adds a ton of value. And you can even you know, be a little bit more strategic in that way when you have maybe your Instagram page or your um, sign up page linked very clearly on your Facebook profile. So people who are like, hey, this person is super helpful. I love her vibe. I wonder what else she does, or I wonder how I can find out more. And if you make it really easy for them to then find your place where you want them to go, like think about where do you want people to go once they find you and like you and think you're like the answer to all their problems, where do you want people to be sent to? So whatever social media page you're using, or if you're just connecting with your community via email as well, because maybe you're just like social media is not your thing at all, and you have you know, a great email list or you have a ton of people who you communicate with via email, what link are you gonna put in your signature? Like where do you want people to go? Do you want them to go to the signup page? Do you want them to go to your website? Maybe you have a website already or maybe you have a landing page where people can opt into your freebie. So be really strategic about where you want people to go. And this all leads into kind of the funnel and everything which we'll talk about in a different episode. I do go into that in the certification program because being able to nurture people through your funnel and provide a ton of value and allow them to get to know you is such a powerful way of building lifelong customers and supporters and people who are gonna be so excited to jump at any and all offer that you put out there, okay? So tip number one is really to just be mindful about your community that you already have and start spreading the word. And this even goes to like in person, right? Like if you're a part of your parent, a parent committee at your kid's school, start there. Talk to other parents about it. Talk to the your kid's friends, talk to colleagues. I mean, if you really sit down and think about all the people you have access to and all the people you know in person, online, via email, part of different professional networks, you're gonna be so shocked at the amount of people who you can start sharing your programs, your workshops, your events with. And again, just being very clear about like, how can they help? How can they help spread the word? Um, and and where, where do you want them to go? Like, what do you want people, what do you want your customer journey to actually look like, okay? So tip number one is start with the network you already have. Tip number two, really applies to people who want to offer like in-person, in your community 
events. So you want to do like after school programs, you want to do, um, you know, a workshop series in your community, maybe, you know, for the next 10 Saturdays in a row or something like that that's very community based. Think about where your ideal customer within your community goes. So do they take their kids to the community center? Do they go to the library? Do they go to the playground? Is there a coffee shop in town that you know they all hang out at? And to kind of go old school, and I did this in the very beginning, and this was before I even had any kind of social media or anything set up, I would literally go to (laughs) community centers, I would go to schools, and I would hand out a flyer essentially that just talked about what I did and what I had to offer and what my programs look like and some testimonials. And I would ask if I could put the flyer up in the window. I would see if there was any kind of like community bulletin board. I would go to schools and I would ask to speak to whoever was in charge of, you know, booking workshops or events or assemblies. And I would ask to either leave my flyer and it was literally a flyer. I'd love to find I'm sure there's a version of it lying around in some old storage box somewhere. And I would literally just leave this flyer with people who I thought might be interested. And it worked. Like it worked to get word out and to get my foot in the door and to get the ball rolling of people starting to say yes, because that is the hardest part. Scaling from zero to 5K, 10K months is the hardest. And once once you've hit that and you know how to do it and you understand like the system of that whole thing then it becomes easier to scale beyond that so it is really the hardest part in my opinion to go from you know zero to those first four to five figure months and the more yeses you can get early on the more people that you can get to buy in to give you a chance to allow you to show up and do what you do, the ripple effect of that is tremendous because then word of mouth starts kicking in. And that is one of the most powerful marketing strategies out there. That was the thing that took Fearlessly Girl to the whole absolute next level was when people started talking about it and sharing about it and then they started contacting me because then that shifted the dynamic, that shifted everything. I had all, all of these opportunities coming my way and that really was the absolute like game-changing moment for my business. But in the very beginning, I would be out pounding the pavement, I would be knocking on doors, I would be spending a whole day going to all the schools that I could kind of get to. And did I get hit with an absolute ton of rejection? You bet I did. <laughs> You bet I did. But I really believed in this program. I knew it was needed. I knew it could really be something. And I was committed to getting those first yeses. And so if you're starting out and you really are starting at zero, getting those initial yeses are vital. So if you are offering local events, things in your community, go to where the people go within your community. Nobody will know that better than you. And spend a day or two driving around, putting up your flyers, putting your cards in places, going to your community center. I mean, get re- get creative. Like, you know what, what happens in your community. I would even do things like if there was like a women's conference or there was some kind of um, event where you could have a booth. Like, I would do that. I would rock up with my <laughs> box of books and my banner and I would sit there 
for six hours and, you know, talk to people and, and share about my program and share about my book and hand out information. So again, if social media just isn't your vibe, I get that. Think about ways that you can kind of go old school. People ran businesses long before social media, right? So get creative, think outside the box. Another thing that you could do is to pitch your local, your local media, right? Pitch your local news station, pitch your local newspaper, any magazines in town, any, any flyers, any community-based anything. People love a good local success story and even pre-success story, like, going out there and being like, I'm starting this. Our community needs this. This is what I'm offering. And I teach pitching inside the certification course because it is like a vital skill to have and to really learn how to pitch media and and get to work with media. Because if you can have a camera crew come out to your event, not only are you getting great footage of your event, but you're getting a ton more eyeballs on what you do. You're building a community and that's how it all starts, okay? So that is tip number two, is to get out, pound the pavement, reach out to any kind of local organization or establishment that could help you get in front of your ideal customers. Tip number three, and again, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, something that I do regret not doing sooner in my business was collecting email addresses, like really being intentional about building my email list because the thing about all your likes and follows on social media you don't own that instagram owns that facebook owns that linkedin owns that so the quicker that you can get people who are interested in what you do onto your email list the better and the best way to do that is by trading right you're trading something for their email address and it can be a free guide, it can be a free ebook, it can be a free conversation starter, you know, guide for mothers and daughters. It can be a free mini workshop for, for schools. So if you think about your ideal customer and what problems you solve, what kind of freebie can you create in Canva, right? There's so many great templates for things like that in Canva ready for you to dive in, add your content, add your branding, add your color scheme, all of that stuff. What can you provide of value that somebody would be interested in enough to trade you their email address, okay? And I dive into this in the Build Your Dream Girls Empowerment Business Bootcamp. So if you're interested in that, that's totally free. There's a link in the show notes. If you haven't signed up for that already, I definitely recommend you do because there's so much great information in that totally free program (laughs) that can really help you get started. And I talk about that like, and I give examples of what those opt-ins actually look like. And so you can hop into Canva, create something, super simple but valuable okay there's nothing worse than when you opt into something and it's garbage give value make it great make it really reflective of you and your branding and your program i'm such a big believer in making sure things are high quality and they look good but you don't have to overthink it you don't have to offer a 50 page ebook a five page ebook with a ton of value is great okay so It could be an audio program too, if writing's not your thing. Maybe it's a five minute meditation or maybe it's an audio training lesson. I mean, it can be really like 
anything like that that's valuable that the person you're trying to reach wants badly enough that they will give you their email address for. Okay, so that's step one. Step two is having a strategy in place to nurture that email list, right? You don't want to just be selling to them left and right every second. You want to be providing value. So maybe you every week you send out an email with a tip, like something really useful for your ideal customer, your ideal audience to get a lot of benefit from. And so you're giving value, you're giving value, you're giving value, you're building your list. And then boom, you have a workshop coming up there you go. You have people who already bought in, who've gotten a ton of value from you, who know you, who like you, who trust you at this point and are like, sign me up. That's what you want. Okay. You want to build an email list. You want to nurture them. And then when you have something to offer, they are going to be the first in line ready to buy. And it is one of the most valuable assets your business can possibly have. Okay. So I've made peace with my mistake for not starting that for even like the first, I don't even want to say the first decade, but I almost like wasn't really at all intentional about it until five years ago. And that's crazy to say, because I missed out on about <laughs> 10 years of really being strategic and collecting email addresses. So that's my mistake. Please learn from that. Don't do what I did. And make that a priority early on in your business because you were going to thank me later. That is such a valuable, valuable asset that you can start now. Okay. Tip number four. I know we've talked about not loving social media for those of us that don't love it, don't want to use it. It still is an important aspect of your business. So this podcast is really speaking to those of us who aren't super into that whole thing, who maybe don't like showing our faces on it, who don't want to put ourselves out there super fully having some kind of social media presence is still a great idea. So if you don't wanna have your face on there and associated with it, at least initially, you can come up with a really cute logo, again, in Canva. This is not sponsored by Canva, um, but if you haven't heard of it, it's a great, great, great website and app that allows you to create really beautiful logos and graphics and videos and all the things you need all the assets you need for your business. You can create flyers on there, you can create posters, you can create presentations, and a lot of it is actually free. I definitely recommend going in for the pro as an investment in your business because what you get access to is just so phenomenal. And I, I you know, that's one of the investments that I recommend early on in your business making. But if that isn't possible for you, then there are still a lot of free assets that you can use in Canva to get started. And you can create your logo, create your branding, your colors. There's so much help within Canva to help you do that. And create a page for your organization, for your nonprofit, for your program, for your online course, for whatever it is, and start creating valuable content. So start doing three tips for this or, you know, inspiring quotes or sharing you know, some behind the scenes of, of what you're up to and what you're doing. And again, it doesn't have to be like front facing. You don't have to be facing the camera. You can be creating graphics and using stock video and things like that to get out there and start reaching your ideal customer without having to be showing up, you know, on camera speaking, whatever that is, whatever it is that is holding you back right now, there is a way to still have a social media presence that doesn't involve doing that thing that you're just not comfortable doing yet. 
And then you can start there and build up and get more used to it and get more comfortable. But being able to reach people on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, if that's your thing, probably need to be a little more front facing the camera for that one. So don't think you need to be some kind of graphic designer, understanding Photoshop or coding or anything like that to get started. Canva is going to be your best friend if you want to start creating educational, helpful, inspiring content to build your ideal community, right? The community of people who are going to buy from you and support you and help spread the word and listen to your podcast if and when you release it and register for your workshop or attend your free info session. So even if it's not your thing and you don't think you know anything about it, hop onto Canva, create a bunch of fun graphics. And if you sign up for the VIP option for the bootcamp, I give you 30 days of Canva Instagram templates that you can just plug and play and post and get you started. And you'll see just how easy it is because building a community on social media is extremely helpful in getting new people in, telling people what you do, showing people who you are and getting people to sign up for your programs and events, okay? Tip number five, is one that I wish again I would have done sooner because I saw the power of like how it quantum leaped my business and it wasn't just financially how it quantum leaped my business it was how it just got so many more people aware of it and that is with brand partnerships. And you might be thinking, oh my God, I'm just starting out. Who's going to want to partner with me? Like I was the I was the queen of having all of those limiting thoughts and beliefs for sure. So I understand if you're thinking like, who am I to partner with a brand? What do I have to offer? I'm starting from zero. And like, I understand all that, but I'm also a big believer in the next, hitting your next level. So it's not about going from zero to a thousand and going from not doing a single thing or a single event to then, you know, getting a six-figure brand deal. We love that, you know, like that's a great thing to work towards and it's completely possible because I have done that. But if you're just starting out, there's sometimes the story we tell ourselves that, well, I can do this when. And in a certain way that, that that's true, because if you believe it, then that's, then that's true. But I'm encouraging you here to be a little bit suspicious of those thoughts and kind of really think, well, why? Why is that the case? And I get it if you want to have a few events kind of under your belt, because then when you go to pitch a partnership, you can say, look, I've done this. I've done this workshop series. We've had this many girls show up. These are the testimonials. I mean, that for sure is absolutely helpful. But I don't want you to think that you have to be doing this for five years or 10 years before you can go and pitch a brand partnership because there are so many opportunities on so many different levels. So think within your community or again, within the network that you have, like we already talked about, who can you reach out to? Like who has an in with a certain company in your community or a business or an organization in your community that might have an interest in sponsoring your event, partnering with your event? And you can even, you know, look at other similar events than to, to what you want to do and look at what sponsors 
who are a part of those events. And that's a really great place to start. But just think of who you already have access to. Do you have a friend that works at X company or X organization or whatever, whatever it is? And ask for an introduction. Ask to be set up and connected with whoever it is you need to be connected with to, you know, pitch your idea, right? And this is great, obviously, financially speaking, if you can get a sponsor for 3000 5000 10000 or whatever your event is. But it's also great for just getting more eyeballs on you, you and your program to start with. So to have some kind of corporate partner, brand partner, it can really expedite spreading the word, getting people to know about who you are and what you do. Because the thing is, from the brand's perspective, if they're giving you any kind of money or support in any way, they're going to want the most amount of people to know about it. So they're going to be doing press releases. They're going to be inviting the media. They're going to be reaching out to their contacts. And this is just another way for you to build credibility, get the word out, get known for what you do. And each of these things is really a stepping stone because you can keep growing from there. Like once you have one partnership under your belt, once you have one event under your belt that you've done successfully, then your ability, ability to pitch other brands, other events, not only from a confidence perspective is better, but also you can just keep proving the concept, right? Like that was one of the things with the brand partnerships with Fearlessly Girl is like the results were incredible. And it became easier and easier to pitch these different brands and to ask for a lot more money every single time because we had the results, you know, like we had the numbers, we had the social media analytics of the media reach, we had testimonials from the girls, we had testimonials from other brands that we worked with that were blown away. And my another big regret that I have in my business is not knowing this sooner. I wish I would have started pitching brands and partnerships really, really, really early on because it's transformational. And so I don't want you to feel like, you know, you have to hit the ground running and do this. Like I I do understand coming from a place of you do want to test your program. You do want to have confidence in what you're doing. And if you need to do one or two workshop series or one or two full day kind of events or whatever it is that you're you're trying to promote and put out there in order to have the social proof, in order for you to have the confidence that your program works, then do that. Do, do whatever it takes to have the utmost confidence in what you're doing and what you're selling and the transformation that you're providing. Because then when you get in the room with, with somebody that you're trying to pitch, somebody you want to work with, that confidence, that fire in you like that certainty you have that you can do this and that your program is great and it really can do all the things you say it can do that makes you and your offer irresistible so this might be something that you put into your marketing plan you know three months six months a year down the road but please don't think you have to have a hundred thousand followers on instagram you have to have impacted a hundred thousand kids in schools before you do this i waited too long And I don't want you to make that same mistake, okay? So that's it. Those are the five tips to get you started spreading the word and promoting your programs that 
A, don't have to cost a lot of money. B, don't require you to be on Instagram stories every single day because I know that can be overwhelming or on Facebook Live all the time. Again, I understand that that's not for everyone. Honestly, it's not something that's really for me either. <laughs> but because I'm always trying to hit my next level, I'm always trying to take steps out of my comfort zone. It's something I'm willing to work on and deal with how uncomfortable it is. But there's other things you can do before you get to that point as well. So I just wanted to share five ways with you that you can start promoting your programs and spreading the word if that's something you're worried about and if that's something that's holding you back from taking the plunge into the certification program or taking the plunge into starting your own business or taking the plunge into offering your workshop series or starting your podcast or whatever, whatever it is that's on your heart that caused you to click on this podcast because you know you have something in you that you want to do, something you want to offer, whether it's as a side hustle or, you know, ideally down the road, maybe this is something you want to do full time. I can tell you from, you know, my own personal experience and from seeing our facilitators do such incredible things, it is absolutely possible. And you don't have to be like some tech wizard or have an unlimited marketing budget or do things that make you really, really uncomfortable to get started. There are ways that you can start now with what you have and where you're at, and you will be so surprised at how that gets the ball rolling. And that's really all we're trying to do here, right? If you're starting something totally new, get the ball rolling. Host the first workshop. Book the first school event. We don't have to go from zero to a thousand. It's just taking that next step and, and hitting that next level and reinvesting and learning and growing and figuring out what you really love to do and what works and what doesn't work. But you have to start. And my advice always is to start with where you are, start with what you have and just do it. Just do it because you never know. That's what how Fearlessly Girl started. I just did it. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I started and it has grown into what it has today and I could not be prouder of it and it has not been, I can't even tell you what an incredible, fulfilling, beautiful, magical journey it has been. And that's why I started the certification program. That's why I started this podcast because if that is something you want to do, because I know how great it feels and the impact that you can have on the world and the money that you can make doing this work, if that's what you want, I want that for you too, okay? So if you're unsure of where to start or you're, you're overthinking the whole thing and overcomplicating it, this podcast is here to tell you, you do not need to do that. Think about the network you have. Think about the community that you're a part of. Think about what you can do today to start, okay? Because sometimes it's just about starting. So if that's where you are, I hope this has been helpful for you today. And if you haven't checked out the free Build Your Dream Girls Empowerment Biz Bootcamp, the value in this thing, it's crazy, okay? <laughs> and it's free. It's free to, for you to go and sign up and get started and dive in. There's five video trainings. There's workbooks. If you sign up with the VIP option, you get so many great bonuses. And it's something that I'm so, so proud of because I just really deeply believe in empowering other women to go out there and do this work. If this is what you're called to do, if this is something that you've been thinking about for a long time, I can tell you after being in this business for 15 years at this point, this work is so necessary now more than ever. Girls are in desperate need for programming, for community, for support. 
whether that's in the form of workshops or coaching or school events, for sure school events. So anyway, you can tell I'm super passionate about this. And if you want this for you, then I want this for you. And I don't want anything to get in the way of you living your girls empowerment dreams. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I really do get such a kick out of this whole thing and this um, this way of communicating, connecting, and building a community um, through podcasting. I just there's so many things I want to share and teach, and I have so many ideas. So I'm just so grateful that you tune in. And if you haven't already followed along on Instagram, we're at fearlessly kind there link in the show notes and I also launched a brand new Facebook group it's totally free and it's just a way for all of us who are passionate and excited and interested in empowering girls to come together and share and connect and learn and cheer each other on some of our fearlessly kind facilitators are in the group as well they have so much value to share um Anyway, if that's something you're interested in, the link is in the show notes as well. And I hope you have a fantastic week sending so many good vibes and I will see you with a brand new episode next week. Bye for now.